1: Steps to Self-Trust Eating. I'm Dr. Carla, and I'm so happy you're here. And First, I'm going to ask you, what's your why? What's your desired outcome? Simon Sinek, who's a very famous author, says the most successful companies start with why. Same with people. Basically, you're your own CEO. When you get caught up in the how and the what, we tend to keep searching and failing and searching and failing and searching, and then get tired, and we just give up. What if you could create a healthy relationship with food? What if you could accept yourself no matter what and also accept that you're worthy of your healthy life? You will be successful when your why is to build self-trust by committing to loving yourself no matter what. That's it. I bet you trust yourself in many areas of your life, but when it comes to food and eating, it's a different story. There are many reasons for this. One of the reasons is all the marketing of unhealthy foods that you've been inundated with since a really young age. There's also the myth that diets work even though we know they don't. Our society tells us the opposite of self-trust every day. Food companies, health systems, all the diet companies, supplements are all telling you not to trust yourself, to listen to your mind, to listen to your body and to trust yourself. Why do we keep giving our health power away? Why wouldn't you take your own word for it? What's the worst that could happen? you're going to stay where you are, that's okay, you're doing fine. The worst that can happen most likely in your mind is that you won't ever get to where you want to be, but if you uncover that belief and start challenging it by asking, is that true, that I won't get to where I want to be, can I prove that's true, how do I react when I believe that? Most likely that belief might be creating some shame and judgment, which if your thought or belief, as we know, creates our feelings and your feelings drive actions or inactions, From that feeling of shame, you're gonna judge yourself and then you're gonna get more rigid and restrictive and think you need fixes and you're gonna put the power outside of yourself instead of building self-trust eating. All you need is to have the information to choose what works and learn how to have self-compassion and learn that self-love is your superpower so that you have your own back. And when things don't go how you want them to, you won't be hard or restrictive on yourself and you won't make it mean anything bad about yourself. Nobody teaches you about self-trust eating because there's no money to be made. It doesn't cost you anything to learn self-trust eating. So again, I'm so glad you're here. Let's go through the 10 steps. Step one, reject dieting. Reject the dieting mentality or diet thinking. As of 2018, the weight loss market is worth an estimated $70 billion, which we're 2021 now, so it's probably worth way more than that. This staggering figure is staffed by the 45 million people that take up at least one new diet per year. When everything's taken into account, the average adult will try about 126 different diets in their lifetime. And we all know they're not working. We can just look around and see that it's not working. And an individual's diet, diet is just food, okay? An individual's diet is the sum of food and drink that she or he habitually consumes. It's the dieting mentality, the diet thinking that we need to reject. So what are the reasons for this? First of all, science shows it doesn't work to get you long-lasting results to Be stuck in diet, dieting mentality or thinking. When we think about dieting in our society, we think about restricting calories, going to low calorie diets, and that's what we have erroneously been taught through the decades. And we know that it doesn't work and science shows it doesn't work because weight gain really isn't caloric as much as it is hormonal. And so when we just cut calories, then what happens is our hormones in our body get activated to keep us where we are and keep our weight where it is. So what happens is that it triggers our hunger hormones. And so it feels like we're, we're hungry all the time. It's pretty miserable. And then also it decreases our energy expenditure. So your metabolism goes down. And when you're restricting calories, it's really miserable. And so then it makes it harder to lose weight when your metabolism goes down because you're not burning up the energy as quickly. So science shows it doesn't work to have a dieting mentality to get you long lasting results. Even if you get short lived results, it doesn't last forever. They're not sustainable. We also know that coaching, which we're doing here with IME Community, with compassion, and that's how I coach, works. Coaching for compliance does not. So we talked in the intro about starting with the why. And when we are told what to do by the doctor, society, a food company, anybody who says do this, that's compliance. And it feels not good. It doesn't feel like it's self-directed. It doesn't feel like anyone's listening to you. They're not taking any account of your whole life. And so the dieting mentality and the diet mentality keeps us stuck in the how or the what and keeps us away from the why. Dieting mentality or thinking automatically attracts negative emotions instead of positive emotions. So when you think about it and when you're told to eat something, automatically negative emotions come up and negative emotions will keep us stuck and it takes positive emotions and feeling like your decisions are self-directed and feeling like you have a vision for your overall health and you're reaching your ideal self and this is just one part of it. What self-trust eating is amazing and it evokes and attracts positive emotions Dieting mentality creates a cycle of restriction and indulgence. So automatically we feel like it's rigid, hard on, on again, off again, and it feels restrictive in our minds. And so that creates more over-desire for going off of it. It creates more over-desire for food. So we're in the cycle of restricting and then indulging and restricting and then indulging and on and off dieting mentality creates shame to make you feel you're broken and think you need to be fixed you need this program here you need this to fix you and then of course when they don't work or they work for a short term and then we go off of them and we gain the weight back then we think oh wow i am really broken and i need to be on this and that's how they trick us to buy more of their plans and more of their food, and more of their product. And like I said, nobody teaches you about self-trust eating because there's no money to be made. It doesn't cost you anything to learn self-trust eating. Step two, recognize your hunger. Often, we aren't used to listening to our body's hunger cues. Our hunger and appetite are fueled by many different physiologic processes in our bodies. Sometimes the foods we've been eating make it difficult to really recognize our hunger cues. When we eat when we're not hungry, we overeat past fullness, or we don't honor our hunger when we are hungry, we're not connecting our minds to our bodies. Instead of self-trust, we're creating self-distrust and putting the power outside of ourselves. How would anyone else know where we are on a hunger scale? Only we know. Eventually, hunger, if you practice this and recognize your hunger and pay attention, and have awareness, eventually hunger can feel like it's a little wave, and it just may pass. But if you allow yourself to get too hungry and you don't honor it, over time your body will adjust and it's gonna decrease your metabolism and create more hunger cues as your body fights to stay at its current weight. So I wanna ask you, how tuned into your physical hunger do you think you are? Just recognize throughout the day, Hmm. Am I hungry? What does it feel like to be hungry? Sometimes we don't even know. So just ask yourself that question. How tuned into your physical hunger do you think you are? Step three is embrace good food or make peace with food. And one thing I've noticed a lot, especially with teens I've worked with, is the thought of making changes with food creates a lot of anxiety. That's mostly likely because food's been the go-to comfort in our lives. And many of you have gone through and is still going through some really hard times and so it makes sense that when the advice has been to cut back on calories and has been restrictive and more rigid and it's not your choice and it feels pretty daunting to think about our friend food going away but it doesn't have to be that way creating a healthy relationship with food isn't restrictive and when you own your choice to eat foods that serve your body you'll be on your way to self-trust eating Sometimes we feel like we're at war with our food, with ourselves and our bodies, and it doesn't have to be that way either. Even if you've used food to buffer emotions instead of feeling them, you're not stuck. Maybe food has served you in this way, and you may even feel grateful. I know I did. I was grateful for food getting me through some hard times in my life, and then guess what? We grow and evolve and transform, and my relationship with food was changing. It did make me feel a little sad, but then I realized that it was just my thinking that was making me sad. I learned how to be in the moments of my life, how to process my emotions and feel my human feelings instead of avoiding them and buffering. So changing our relationship with food doesn't mean we have to change everything we're doing. Think of all the ways you use food in your life. Of course, it's used to fuel your body. Good job. No matter what, you can create a healthy relationship with food that's possible for you. You can envision yourself as someone who eats to fuel your body and doesn't use food to buffer your emotions or punish or restrict yourself or give up on yourself and your goals by overindulging. You don't have to make food the bad guy. So here's some mantras that I want you to take into account to embrace good food. I eat food that serves my body to function well. I keep my food simple and my life exciting. I'm figuring out how to trust myself to eat food that serves my body. I always have my own back and won't be hard on myself as I figure this out. I'm creating evidence that I can trust myself no matter what. I fully love and accept myself no matter what I'm eating. I trust myself to stay present in my life and feel my emotions. When I know a feeling is just a vibration in my body, I don't need to buffer with food. Step four, challenge the food police. Food is neutral, I've taught you that. But not all calories are created equal. While it doesn't serve us to think of foods as good or bad foods, not all calories are created the same. Sugary and ultra processed foods often mess with our hunger and appetite cues. So it can be really challenging in the beginning when we either feel hungry all the time or we never feel hungry because our hunger cues and hormones are kind of out of whack. So while it's not helpful at all to think of food as good or bad, it may be helpful to think of honoring yourself and building self trust by eating foods that serve and fuel your body. And you're making that decision to do that for yourself. Also, when we believe there are entities out there in society creating lists of bad and good foods, and then we make it mean something about ourselves, if we're eating bad foods, we're stuck in an unhealthy pattern in our minds of judgment and keeping everything on the external. This is another way we don't build self-trust. So don't be your own food police. Stay out of self-judging when it comes to food. Create your own mantra or thought that serves you. Here's some things to consider. Thinking of food as good or bad can create over-desire for the bad foods. Keeps you stuck in restricting and indulgence thinking, like I talked about with dieting mentality. Food is a circumstance and it's neutral. Don't be your own food police, stay out of self judging with food. Try this mantra. I am a curious and compassionate observer learning what works for me. I am learning what food serves my body and where I wanna be with my health goals. Food is energy to fuel my health and life goals. And you can create your own, but these are some really helpful ones. Step five, feel your fullness. So when you started to build self-trust with your eating, you will notice that you get full faster than before. And it does start to get kind of uncomfortable to eat past fullness. And don't beat yourself up, you're just learning, okay? You and your body and your mind are learning to work together. And there will, like I said, be times when you will keep overeating past fullness. And we're always practicing and learning, but I can definitely assure you that it gets easier over time. Some ways to feel your fullness are to eat slowly, to take breaks and describe how it feels in your body, to make sure you're creating awareness of your mind and body connection while you're eating. And one of the best ways to do that is to sit down and eat and actually have conversation and make sure that you're eating while the screens are turned off one way to mindlessly eat past the point of fullness is to eat in front of screens and we know that advertisements also create urges and cravings and give off the same brain signals as actually eating the food so just knowing that is powerful and by following these steps under step five you will be setting yourself up for success now on to step six discover satisfaction. One of the myths that we think is that if we're eating well, that we can't get full and that we won't feel full or satisfied with our food, but that's not true at all. It's the opposite. Eating quality food, real food creates a sense of satiety or fullness. And there's hormones like leptin is a hormone in our body that creates a sense of satiety and sends that signal to our brain and lets us know we're full and when you're eating real food eating quality foods staying away from foods that don't create a sense of fullness or satiety then we don't know what it feels like to be full or if we're full it only lasts for a a little while and then we get hungry again really quickly so I have Amazing foods here in this photo, but there's a lot of foods that are really, really satisfying. And you want to make sure that you are eating foods that you enjoy and that you're eating food and that you trust yourself that you will get a sense of satisfaction from your eating and that you will feel a sense of fullness, but not over fullness. So foods that are healthy fats, especially, create a sense of satisfaction, satiety. So you wanna make sure you have healthy fats and protein with each meal, and you get to have that. And that satisfaction in and of itself will create more self-trust with your eating. What's step seven? Feel your emotions. Talked about this before, that a feeling or emotion is just a vibration in your body. And oftentimes we avoid, resist, or react to our emotions instead of allowing them and just responding. And when we avoid, resist, or react to our emotions, oftentimes we will buffer with food because we sense there's a negative emotion and we think we need to get rid of it. And once we learn that we can just be curious and we can allow that vibration in our body that's coming up, and we're just a human on a human journey experiencing a human emotion, there's nothing going wrong. Then we can allow it and describe it, and it will just go away. Just like our thought rainbow, the feeling or emotion will just come and go. Once you learn to welcome all feelings and emotions, and like I said, you're a human having a human experience really, you can do anything. When you feel, because we're going to have negative emotions or what we think are negative emotions and feelings coming up because we're human beings and we're going to feel discomfort, especially when we're trying to build self-trust eating and we're trying to eat more quality foods, foods that serve our body. When you feel those feelings of discomfort come up, you can try this mantra. There's nothing going wrong here. I'm figuring this out. I'm learning to trust myself. I trust myself to figure it out. So feel your emotions, all of them, and there will be no need to buffer with food. Step eight, respect your body. So we know there's a lot out there about body image right now, and everyone's kind of all over the place. There's body positivity movement, there's body neutrality movement, there's the health at every size movement. So I want to just ask you, in what ways does your body serve you? In what ways do you serve your body? How are you honoring your body? And what's your current body image? How do you feel about your body right now? And what thought is creating your current feeling about your body? You may want to go back and check out the five steps to say, I am me. See, I fully love and accept myself and full self-acceptance is available to you right now. And you can also accept that you're making some changes. You can also accept that you're learning to build self-trust eating. Try these body acceptance affirmations. I have a body. We all come in different shapes and sizes. Let's celebrate that. You may want to start finding, maybe you're already doing this. I hope you are. Do some fun things for your body. Find some clothes you really like. Find some accessories you love. How about your hair, your makeup, a hat? Also your tone, your posture, your body language all create a positive image. That matters. That will help you respect your body and have a positive body image. When you have a strong posture and you use body language that shows that you're strong and I recommend trying a power pose for a couple minutes every day. That'll build your self-confidence up and help you to learn to respect your body. Step nine, all movement counts. This is great news. I'm gonna give you a result, just like in the thought model. And your result is gonna be, I'm an exerciser. And I'm gonna have you work up from there to create the actions, the feelings, the thoughts, While the circumstance is just going to be any movement at all that you're doing right now and your result your current result is going to be from the thought that you're going to create. I am an exerciser because you are moving every day and all movement counts okay. Your body was made to move another way to respect your body and create a positive body that body image is to move your body and all movement counts. What are your beliefs about yourself when you think of exercise or achieving a fitness goal? These may be getting in your way. If you don't challenge those, but first start by uncovering them. Ask, what do you want? And then what's in your way? Are you using your past self or your thoughts about your past self to keep you stuck? Are you saying, look at all this evidence I have that I'm not an exerciser, that I can't reach my fitness goals? No, you are an exerciser. Right now, all movement counts. When it comes to exercise, we're always all or nothing with our thinking, but try giving yourself credit for the minimum baseline movement you're doing every day. All movement counts. That's what's gonna serve you, not believing those stuck and fixed and limited beliefs. Try taking more steps, walking your dog, parking a little farther away, taking breaks and getting up while you're doing your homework. It doesn't matter, all movement counts and you're doing the dang thing. Make sure you stay out of the old calories in, calories out kind of thinking with exercise and don't track your calories when you're exercising. I recommend challenging yourself every day to track your movement because that self-tracking and monitoring whatever does work for you as far as just tracking your movement Is going to give yourself credit, and you're creating the evidence that you are an exerciser, and you're building self-trust for yourself, which is the most important thing to do. Step ten: self-love superpower. A self-love superpower is all you ever need to learn to do anything you want in life. And creating self-trust eating is 100% about self-love. Success in life with anything we want to do depends on our your relationship with yourself. I mean, we can keep moving toward our goals and achievements which we all we all do with you know being hard on ourselves and that negative self-talk and inner critic voice is going to come up but we're going to want to keep trying things and discovering and moving towards our ideal self if we love ourselves along the way instead of being harder on ourselves and we're just being hard on our yourself creates unnecessary drama for you and it's going to keep you stuck. Why would you want to do something if you're going to beat yourself up? You're your own worst enemy, right? But you can notice when this is happening, when that negativity is coming up and you're being hard and rigid and you can instead pause, allow the emotion, feel it, and then nurture yourself and be kind to yourself. So nurture yourself in your body and let go of the negative self-talk that causes you pain. We talked about this in the five steps to say I am me, to get your self-acceptance mantras down. And I have my own self-compassion mantras and I have my own self-compassion commitment statement. I am a human being and things don't always go exactly as I planned. I will not be hard on myself or think anything is going wrong. I commit to being kind to myself and having my own back no matter what. Sure has helped me. I want you to try to create your own self compassion commitment statement, mantras, and write it down, keep it on a post it note. And that's going to be everything you need to build self trust eating. So do the thought work around the 10 steps and complete the printable that goes with this course, and you will start living self-love superpower, and you will build self-trust eating.
0: And please, like and subscribe to the IME Community Podcast. Share IME with your friends and go to IMEcommunity.com to join the member community. Don't forget to follow IME on social.